0: the border of liberty and prosperity from the highway to the north this is Safety Works for Tuesday, December 20th How's everybody doing out there? So we're four shopping days away from Christmas. I wanted to wish all our listeners who celebrated a happy Annika, and we're creeping on up. So we're one day from the uh, winter solstice, and we are creeping up on that New Year's Eve, 2023. I will be glad 2022 is gone. It was a rough year. Sometimes I just like the opening theme. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I like it. Got a lot of stuff going on out there. Just before airtime, there was a report released uh, in the Daily News. So, uh, the Bronx apartment building uh, where 17 people died of a major fire uh, in January reportedly uh, might have been uh, might have been caused by a battery on an e-bike. That's what the uh, report was on. It was, uh, I know. Uh, This is an international program, but we are based out of Clarkstown, New York, and we get all the New York City news here. And... That's what the word on the street is. It's caused by an e-battery. Apparently, there's a... uh, Just came on before news time here, before program time. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what the report is. If you recall, back in October, we had an interview with Dawn Becker of uh, Insured People First, Property and Casualty, where we talked about a lot of these batteries. And apparently... uh, (laughs) A lot of these, va- right, you, you have a battery and eventually it's going to go dead. It's going to uh, wear out. It's going to have to be replaced Or people get uh, fast chargers and things of that nature. And there, a lot of them aren't UL listed. They're not exactly compatible. They plug fits in, but not really that sort of thing. And what happens? You have a problem. So you're gonna say, "Well, Jim, what do you mean? Everything that's sold is UL listed." I'm gonna be. T- I'm gonna tell you. You get stuff from that's made in some other countries, and they uh, market as UL listed. But are not UL? But it's not UL listed. Was UL listed? Underwriters Laboratories. That's why Underwriters Laboratories has a website. At least, the last time I checked, and they list all their UL listed products. How do you like that? Things are all over the place today. What we're gonna finish up talking about uh, on Friday, I. Uh, attended a class at Rutgers on uh, fall protection. We'll be sharing a lot of that information as we uh, come out. It was one of the Susan Harwood training program classes. Uh, And long story short, uh, a lot of information on there. The Susan Harwood grant uh, things, uh, it's more or less everyone that I've attended at every institution has, has been not so much technical oriented, but approach oriented and different ways of doing things, different ways of looking at things, different ways of, uh, you know, focus more on the behavior and not so much on the equipment. And this was a very, very, uh, very, I don't know, very three times, very informative and I'm glad I didn't say too much because two of my customers were in the class and I did not know it. It was all done via Zoom. So, some news. EU uh, you now what is this? what are we doing in case your new uh, listen we cover safety, meaning occupational safety and health news. We cover EPAs type news and environmental protection. We also talk about some security, uh, fire safety, and basically uh, anything else that actually uh, comes uh, to mind here that interests me that may have a safety bent uh, or disaster preparedness vent or war bent. And what's our main thing here, Uh, especially dealing with some of these issues. We cannot impact often what goes on in Washington, uh, your state capital, uh, your, uh, uh, you know, over at the UN and all the other uh, uh, governments out there, but we can do something about the way we act, right? What we can do. And, often part of that is being a watchdog and uh, everything. So we've been covering a lot of COVID and everything else. So anyway, Nikon for cough buttons here. All right. So here we go right out of here. Uh, And again, we're catching up on a lot of stuff because we were not here yesterday. EU reaches gas price cap agreement angering Russia. EU energy ministers on Monday overcame months of wrangling to agree uh, to to a price cap for natural gas in the bloc, drawing an immediate warning from Russia that the move was unacceptable. The price, and this is a story from overseas, from an international source, right? The price ceiling was fixed at 180 EUs, uh, I'm sorry, Euros, the EU 180 euros as you 190 us dollars per megawatt hour, but with conditions attached and a word of caution from the European commission that it may suspend the measure. If the risks outweigh the benefits, the aim of the cap uh, on gas prices traded within the European union is to mitigate an energy crunch brought on by Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Now, Something that uh, I no, I'll, And again, this is news and comments. Uh, essentially, uh, price caps always lead to shortages. So now the price mechanism is always in there to control supplies. Basic economics here. Macroeconomics. When you put in a price ceiling, you create shortages. So they may be exact. No, it may sound good to the uninitiated. Oh, wow. They're finding out. Hey, they're going to limit the price on things. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. Isn't that wonderful? Well, guess what? There are always ways around these price caps, And there is always ways, uh, uh, you know, uh, that may exacerbate your issues here. So I don't know what the hell they're thinking. I don't know. Anyone knows what they're thinking. But I am one thing is for damn sure we're all being manipulated. Air Force grounds entire B-2 fleet after emergency landing. The U.S. Air Force has grounded its entire fleet of B-2 stealth bombers following an emergency landing and a fire earlier this month. None of the strategic aircraft will perform flyovers at this year's College Bowl games. Well, that sucks. Bomber, uh, bomber experienced an in-flight malfunction on December tenth, forcing it to make an emergency landing at Whit- Whiteman Air Force Base, in St. Louis, Missouri, where it caught fire. Fire was extinguished, and there were no injuries. Thank God. Right. Again, remember practice those fire drills. Drones attack Kiev or Kyiv, is it, as Ukraine struggles to restore power. Kyiv, drones attacked the Ukrainian capital early Monday morning. The Kyiv city military administrator said, urging people to heed their alerts. The enemy is attacking the capital. All right. uh, So we have, it seems like a little bit of an escalation there. Now, we're all we're very much down on China with a lot of the lockdowns and the zero COVID policies and everything else. But this is what, uh, no, maybe, let's look at it from the other point of view. Perhaps they did not have the ability to manage a major outbreak. And this was their way of managing a major outbreak, meaning that there was no... Uh, capacity in their system. And as we know, safety is about capacity, resilience, things of that nature. They had no resilience. So here we have a report from... Uh, China that no ibuprofen, no aspirin, absolutely nothing. China's COVID patients feel the pain of drug shortages. So there's a huge drug shortage there in China. The thing is, I don't know how it usually is there, so I don't know how accurate this is. Earth could face a mass extinction by 2100. A supercomputer predicts more than a quarter of the species will die by the end of the century new study shows extinction will wipe out over a quarter of world biodiversity, exercising land use, climate change, and overexploitation of resources. And this was all published during the conference of the party. 15 cop 15 UN biodiversity conference in China recently. And that's uh, basically it. The headline on that, uh, Right, 10% of all plant and animal species by 2050, rising 27% by 2100. I believe it. Uh, I believe it. This one, I believe. A lot of this stuff everyone knows I don't believe, but this one, I believe. <sighs> So, here we go. Anyone who works in higher education knows there are issues here. This is from last week's New York Times. A sign that tuition is too high. Some colleges are slashing it in half. Colby Sawyer in New Hampshire has reduced his tuition to 17500 17, a year from about 46000 But the cut is also recognition that few pay the list price because they have different, they have different gimmicks and different incentives and different scholarships and everything else, financial aid. Uh, but basically, uh, a lot of the colleges are being have realized that without students, you, can't, you cease to exist. And the pandemic caused, no, what, what happened here? I predicted on my farewell uh, tour in politics in 2010, I wrote some letters uh, to some people and it said, we're going to have major problems in this country. When the people finally figure out that they're being manipulated and lied to by everybody, everyone has an angle. Doesn't matter what news source it is. No, it doesn't matter who the commentator is. Doesn't matter what your political party is or nothing like that. People are going to be pissed. And What happened six years later? People were pissed. (laughs) Let's face it. I'm going to talk frankly here to everybody on the air here. (sighs) People were pissed. And then what happened? A couple of years later, you had COVID and you had the lockdowns. And you had people, especially in service industry, like food industry, saying that they had a chance to do what we all should do, reflect. Reflect on their lives, reflect, um, and say, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then compound that they know that they're, uh, that things are being mismanaged by the government that they've learned to trust all their lives. This is almost like the Billy Joel song, Allentown, right? If you work hard, if you behave, you'll do fine which is the whole gist of the song. And then all of a sudden you realize it's all a lie and you're disenfranchised. And what happened? We had close to $2 billion in damage nationwide, very few arrests to all different types of property and uh, uh, properties, all different types of uh, uh, government buildings. When I visited Seattle this earlier this year, they were still cleaning up from the riots You had a quote unquote insurrection and whatever your opinion is over there. I was told uh, I was and that still hasn't been fully investigated by anybody. It's been partisan investigations. We have social media that people on the right knew this. Now, everyone knows this and it's being manipulated People are being manipulated to vote a certain way, think a certain way. They get piled on by consensus uh, bias, which we talked about last week on this program, where everybody thinks you hang out with everybody uh, who thinks the same way, and then you think that that's the way everybody thinks. And everybody outside of that is the screwball. You have huge amounts of debt, I got a phone call January 6th, 2021 from an old political friend of mine. And he said to me, Jimmy, are you going down to Washington? I said, are you nuts? Absolutely not. Because what this is, we got the uh, people on there, both sides, Asian provocateurs, minions, uh, everybody else out there going down there. Finally, figuring out that they you know they've been uh, no, they're being felt whatever they're being used as political pawns here by whomever, however this turns out, and what happened. And I said, what well, What's going to happen? People like me and you are going to go down there, and we're going to be the ones that get into trouble because they're just there, guilt by association. Number one, and number one, and number two, there's going to be something that happens because I've been dealing with these folks for a while here. Real pissed off people on both the right and the left. Something's going to happen. And something did happen. All right. So basically people are finding out that maybe that college diploma, that college degree that they got that was unmarketable may not be worth anything. It's called return on investment. I was fortunate enough that my family was well off enough, my father was, that he uh, paid for my undergrad uh, tuition, which was roughly $24,000 for a four-year degree, room and board, books, everything. Right, and i had to take care of automobile expenses and uh you know little spending money i worked for the university and athletics and i also was a uh floor manager aka ra and uh you know uh, floor manager was in charge of a floor ra was in charge of the whole building that's why stockton state college was set up back then and then in graduate school uh i Basically, uh, 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 all my employers paid for that, but you know, you had to pay them back you know, sort of, and they made me a deal sort of thing. Okay. And, uh, I was fortunate with that. I got things that were more marketable, applicable to what I was doing. Now we have a situation in here where people are getting degrees and who the hell knows what they're going to do. There's no return on investment with them. I'm not going to mention the degree, but there is a lot of them. So, uh, as everyone knows here, I teach at a university. All right. Uh, and I was teaching one class and at, no, you start to talk to the students in between the, uh, class uh, in between the breaks, you know, because these are like, no, you got to give them a break. You know, everybody no. I wasn't the best seven years ago, presenting information like I am today. And I, you know, and people falling asleep, you know, you're talking about safety and you're all excited. And they're like, what's the all excited about blah, blah, blah. And you get some some people that work all night and they're falling asleep in class. They're making their way through it. So you tell them everybody gets up and they're saying to me, professor Vosel, I said, yes, well, we got all these degrees and i environmental science and we're going out there and these are all seniors or recent graduates and they said, we're trying to find, you know, jobs. And there's like, we can't afford, you know, if you get a job in the field for no, they're not paying enough to make expenses, blah, 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 long-term job outlook problems. And I said to him, if, unless you have some kind of a plan. In the environmental field, the safety field, anything like that, you need to have a plan, number one. Number two, got to work the plan. Be a little bit resilient because I'm piv- be willing to pivot. Change things around. So what happened was I said, you have an environmental degree. I said, now, to note to the listen, this is only going to be a partial list. All right, so you're going into the environmental field. What do you want to do? They got all different things. I said, okay, this is what your problem is. You have Cook College. They graduate 30, 40 people a year, environmental degrees. Maybe more, Cook is a bigger college, maybe more, but I'm gonna say 30 or 40. Okay, you have your class. I'm not gonna mention the name of the university. You have how many people graduating? Twenty, okay, twenty, okay. You have Richard Stockton College in New Jersey, where I went right now, back in the day, it was Stockton State College. Now it's Richard Stockton University. They're graduating fifty people. Rowan University, South Jersey, fifty people. Formerly Glassboro. You have Princeton University. I don't know how many people. But probably more than fifty people, maybe hundred people with a degree. You have Siemens Institute. Throwing on another 50 Over there in Hoboken You have Kane University Throughout which has satellite ca- uh, Campuses all over northern New Jersey Guess what Another 50 people And I went down And, and then you got all the community colleges 21 community colleges In uh, New uh, in New Jersey Probably half of them have some type of Environmental degree now do you, and I said, now you have hundreds and hundreds of people entering the job field in New Jersey, right? All of them are recent graduates, bachelor's degrees. I said, do you think that there are hundreds of jobs available in the environmental field every year? And remember, that's only this year. This is every year you have been thrown out. You think those jobs are available in the environmental field? And crickets, right? I, no, I felt like this crickets, you're in the swamp, right? And I said, now you understand what your issue is. It's the return on investment that you have to consider. What are you going to do? What's your long term plan? I had a friend in college, and back in the day, they changed this in part because of him. Uh, essentially, what they did was, he, what he did was, he took every intro class possible that you could take no, all 100, 200 level courses. And he only took the 300 or 400 level courses, which are more challenging only when he absolutely had to. So what do you think his uh, grade point average was at the end of this? And by the way, if he didn't, and when he took a three or 400 level course, if he didn't get an a on that first exam or B, he dropped the class. So, uh, essentially what happened was everybody, uh, well, he got a reputation for dropping classes. One of the uh, professors' advisors said, Holy shit, Jimmy, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never seen so many W's on a transcript in my entire 40 year career here at the university. <laughs> I said, Wow. But what happened? He took the easy classes, took the easy way. He ended up going. And what, was, what were his skills? His skills weren't marketable anymore. He had no skills, and he didn't. And he avoided science classes, and he only got a bachelor's of or, you know, a bachelor of arts degree without any type of plan on what to do with it, and no scientific knowledge. So he limited his he limited his uh, capacity, right, and his skill set to very little. And he didn't. He wanted the easy way out. He struggled that were you could get a lot of people and right, much better students than me. They went for the hardest possible courses that they could get and when they got out. Right. We're talking hardcore chemistry, science, chemistry, geology, physics, mathematics, and got environmental degrees. Guess what? Those are your engineers and everything else that went out there. They took the road less traveled, a little bit more marketable. They were making double what I was making right out of college, right? I took somewhere, I took a more scientific path, try to talk, tell that to your parents while you're getting the Cs and Bs, not As and Bs. Well, I took a harder curriculum than everybody, than the people that they were uh, so, uh, you know, comparing me to. But what's my point? Getting back to the story here, people woke up, As to return on investment, is this really worth it? Rethought their lives, and now we have chaos here, and it'll shake out eventually. But, you know, this is the way it is. But what do I know? I'm just a guy on the radio.
1: You are listening to Safety Wars. Tomorrow's safety today.
2: Powerful force of knowledge and support.
0: OSHA recordables, first aid cases, catastrophic losses. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. So, so we're going to continue with the news here uh magnitude 6.4 quake shakes northern california leaves two dead and thousands without power this is the whole thing of uh, emergency preparedness right you know if you're in northern california and some of the area other areas of the country you may have earthquakes so what do you got to do be prepared at all times i'm not saying be paranoid i'm just saying be prepared be prepared so you're not paranoid and remember proper prior performance a proper prior preparation prevents poor performance homicides of children soared in the pandemics first year killings of children and teenagers under 18 increased sharply in 2020 federal researches uh, reported black communities are disproportionately uh, impacted Right, and uh, basically, the majority of homicides are among black children. Almost half are among children in the southern United States. Each of those groups also accounted for most of the children uh, brought to pediatric hospitals with gun injuries. The rate of child homicide in the U.S. rose about 28 percent, right from. per 100,000 to 2.8 per 100,000 2020. All right. And the the. homicide is the leading cause of death among American children, making the United States an outlier among similarly developed nations where car accidents, cancers, and other illnesses are the top points, uh, uh, top causes of death. About half of those are caused by firearms. So younger children are likely to be called killed by physical assaults rather than firearms, including beatings or attacks with sharp objects or or uh, or sharp uh, instruments. Well, what do we have going on in 2020 here? I don't know. What could, could have caused this? All this put all this stress in this situation. Hmm. Got to think, figure that out. There's some people that you know, want to go back to that. Right, I have a whole bunch of stories here I'm not going to go into. Some more international uh, news. Roughly 190 nations, except for the United States, are aiming to halt a dangerous decline in biodiversity agreed to preserve 30% of the planet's land and seas. This is from Quebec. Uh, when was this story? Today. Roughly 190 n- countries, early on Monday, approved the sweeping UN agreement to protect 30% of the planet's land and oceans by 2030, and to take a slew of other measures against biodiversity loss. A mounting under-the-radar crisis that, if left unchecked, jeopardizes the planet's food and water supplies, as well as the existence of untold species. Well, it's a good thing, right? Uh, Alison, Keel, who, uh, you may remember her from season one of Naked and Afraid. She's a, uh, influencer and she did a great short movie a couple of years ago on the Maldives and the trash crisis, specifically, uh, the, uh, Plastic bottles, plastics in the ocean and everything. It's a phenomenal uh, movie. Check it out over at Adventures.com. But let me add something here. Okay, the United States may not be a signatory to the international treaty. Okay, great. That's okay. Wonderful to point that out. But let's face it. We've done more than uh, many other countries to reserve our environment. From one of the time I grew up in in the 1970s. Early nineteen eighties till today, massive changes in environmental protection. Right, I would like to think that I had a small uh, role in that, and my extended family a larger role in that with all the environmental cleanups we did uh, together and working on like that. And uh, no, and as so like I just said, there's a huge no. Uh, uh, 10 minutes ago, I'm talking about the future of education or turn on investment with environmental stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Low pay and everything. That's the, uh, that's the, uh, uh, industry there. All right. For a lot of people. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people. But let's see all of the good stuff. It's not all bad. We've cleaned up the environment here. Cleaner air, cleaner water. Uh, where I grew up on the Arthur Kill River, uh, we had huge amounts of uh, garbage from Fresh Kill's landfill. I mean, largest land, one of the largest landfills in the country watching up on Woodbridge's uh, beaches, Woodbridge, New Jersey's beaches. There were lawsuits there from uh, headed by uh, Governor... Uh, he became governor. He was mayor, Jim McGreevy, which uh, filed lawsuits against New York. They had to uh, clean up their mess. Now you're catching three or four foot stripers. That's not a fishing story in off the coast of Woodbridge between Staten Island and New Jersey. Huge things. Wildlife returned. You can actually go and look three or four or five foot in the water. You have all the oil refineries cleaning up their act and the oil terminals. So things are good here. I'm told you go to other countries and things aren't that good. So maybe the other countries needed to sign this. Maybe us not so much on that. Would have been nice to get some kind of consensus. But I think 190 nations is enough. Let's talk about. You are listening to Safety War. Oops, wrong button, everybody. Sorry. Let's talk about financial stuff here. Dow Jones Industrial up slightly, 32,849. Recovered a little bit from yesterday's bloodbath. S&P 500, 38,21. Up slightly. NASDAQ pretty much held level at 10,547.11. SP 500, 38,21.62. Russell 2000, 17,48.02. 10-year Treasury. Uh, down slightly from yesterday, but it's up from last week. Three point seven three. Bitcoin fell slightly. Sixteen eight forty six. Crude oil is up. Seventy six oh two. Going on over to precious metals. Gold at eighteen twenty eight twenty. Silver twenty four thirty six up slightly. Platinum uh, fell slightly. Ten twenty three. And palladium fell. Two seventeen sixty-six fifty. Some EPA news. The EPA adds sites in Mississippi and Nebraska to the SuperFan Fund national priorities list to clean up pollution and protect public health. This uh, was today. Today the US EPA announced that it has added two sites to SuperFan NPL where releases of contamination pose significant human health and environmental risks. The addition of Hercules in Hatesburg, Mississippi, and PCE carriage cleaners in Bellevue, Nebraska will prioritize cleanup for these contaminated sites and is important for health, safety, and revitalization of communities in these areas. areas. So, uh, going on. Thousands of contaminated sites from landfills to processing plants to uh, many other things exist nationally due to hazardous waste being dumped, left out in the open or otherwise improperly managed. President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law accelerates EPA's work to clean up this pollution with a $3.5 billion investment in the Superfund remedial program. The law also reinstates the chemical, I did not know this, the law also reinstates, so this uh, bipartisan infrastructure law also reinstated the Superfund chemical excise uh, taxes making it one of the largest investments in American history. Well, let me comment on this here because for years, uh, the the super fund sites, you really didn't know they were being, uh, funded it from the general fund, right? The cleanups. And they were basically, uh, a number of years ago, there were like all of the laws, I believe it was in the mid two thousands, let the fund, this excise tax, uh, expire. And, yeah, so they had a backlog here. According to the news release, uh, there were 49 uh, contaminated signs on the NPL that were uh, 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 that were backlogged for the cleanup. So what's the background A national priorities list? Here, The NPL includes the nation's most serious, uncontrolled, or abandoned releases of contamination. The list serves as the basis of prioritizing Superfund cleanup funding and enforcement actions. Only releases at non-federal sites included on the NPL are eligible to receive federal funding for long-term uh, uh, permanent cleanup. Superfund cleanups provide health and economic... Okay, great. And... Okay, great. Well, that's good. I'm looking forward to getting more Superfund work. Uh, I'm going to have to really promote the 40-hour haswapper stuff and all of that stuff. Uh, we're probably probably in the near future going to be doing a open enrollment class here online for that. Stay tuned. Okay, let's talk about some OSHA stuff. So one of the things that... Uh, Uh, we talked about on Friday at the class at Rutgers was the Whistleblower Protection Program that always comes up uh, during one of the OSHA classes so I I tell you what let me take a break for a second I gotta get uh, something to drink and we'll be right back
2: Powerful force of knowledge and support.
0: OSHA recordables, first aid cases, catastrophic losses. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Pozel with Safety Wars. Okay, we're talking about the whistleblower laws, right? So I'm going right here uh, off of, hold on, hold on, the OSHA statistics. I'm having a problem finding this here also. How many, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Whistleblower complaints are there. There was always, hold on, there was always how many, uh, do, 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 do. I'm wondering how many, and I'm sorry for Googling this because I don't have a producer here that would normally handle this. Number of whistleblower complaints. All right. So I'm looking at the 2021 annual report to Congress on whistleblowers from the SEC. So, no, 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 no. all right, 214 in physical year. So, I'm looking here. How many whistleblower uh, complaints are there? Uh, oh, here we go. All right. So, this comes into how many whistleblower no, whistleblowers, right, are handled by OSHA, right? You would think OSHA, okay, occupational safety and health law, yeah, like the name would imply, they're worried about OSHA type of whistleblowers. So what happens? You report a problem to, about your employer to somebody, or th- even threatening to report, uh, to re- uh, report uh, uh, things, right? to a, uh, uh, about an employer, or you might, you know, it might be an internal one. So, uh, and what happens you, you know, they say, you know what, Frank, that promotion that you had coming up, ah, guess what? You're not going to get it or, Oh, Frank, uh, you know, you're going to work overtime this weekend, but you know, you don't need to work. We have it. Charlie is a, a will work your shift, uh, that promotion, you he ain't getting it, uh, that sort of thing. There is some type of retaliation to outright filing, firing you. And what happens is you end up, uh, you end up, uh, 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 no, uh, you end up getting some type of penalty in there and you have something like uh, within 30 days and again I'm not giving you legal opinions here or legal information you have something like 30 days to report that to OSHA uh, or to whomever right uh, oh, different laws different requirements so what happened so anyway you know and you hear about oh yeah whistleblower blah 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 yeah okay Yeah, and it's in the background now I, I'm at whistleblowers.gov, all right? And this is just whistleblower data on COVID-19 issues, according to this website. So it's whistleblowers.gov backslash COVID-19-data. So through October 31st of this year, right, meaning this year, right, The total number of complaints filed were 6,913 complaints. Right? Screened and referred to state plans, 1,465. Screened and administratively closed, 3748. Docketed for investigation, 1,699. Docketed and completed, 1,483. So you're thinking that, oh, well, uh, and this is just reportedly just for uh, uh, COVID, right? Right on this. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? So, you know, uh, so... Uh, You know, there's all different types of things. So, what kind of whistleblower stuff does OSHA enforce? Right. I have. right, um, we're going to start here. I'll list all 21 of them. Affordable Care Act, Anti-Money Laundering Act, Asbestos Hazard Emergency Response Act, the Clean Air Act, CERCLA, the Consumer Fi- Financial Protection Act, Consumer Product Safety Improvement Act, Criminal Antitrust Act, Energy Reorganization Act, FDA Food Safety Modernization Act, Federal Railroad Safety Act, Federal Water Pollution Control Act, International Safe Container Act, Moving Ahead for Progress in the 21st Century Act, National Transit System Security Act, Occupational Safety and Health Act, obviously, Pipeline Safety Improvement Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, Siemens not S-E-A-M-A-N, S-E-A-M-A-N, Siemens Protection Act, Solid Waste Disposal Act, Surface Transportation and Assistance Act, Taxpayer First Act, TOSCA, the Toxic Substances Control Act, and the Wendell H-4 Aviation Investment and Reform Act for the 21st Century, Air 21. Wow. That's a lot of stuff out there how many of them are saying 25 things, Something 21, some say 25. So there's a lot of stuff going on there with OSHA and the whistleblower stuff. Uh, I don't, th- you know, to be honest. I don't think he, uh, I, I, I'd love to know how many people are, they actually have this, how much man hours, right? How, how many people do they have on here? Because it's, uh, no, no, it's a lot here so here we have whistleblower maybe i'm just going to uh include this in the program for now because they have a press release page here on this very very interesting so last friday The Bureau of Labor Statistics, I think we're going to cover this probably uh, a little bit further in depth uh, later in this week, right? Released the National Census of Fatal Occupational Injuries in 2021. There were a total of 5,190 fatal work injuries recorded in the United States in 2021, an 8.9% increase from 2020. The fatal work injury rate was up was 3.6 fatalities for 100,000 full-time equivalent workers, up from 3.4. Wow, pretty interesting. Key findings, right? The fatal occupational injury rate in 2021, this is the latest state that we have statistics for, represents the highest annual rate since 2016. A worker died every 101 minutes from a work-related injury. The share of black or african-american workers fatally injured on the job reached an all-time high in 2021 increasing uh 11.4 percent from 2020 right suicides continue to trend down which is a good thing uh so there are approximately 23 fewer su- suicides out in the work a lot of the, i mean this is shocking here Workers in transportation material moving occupations experienced a series high of 1,523 fatal work injuries in 2021 and represented the occupational group with the highest number of fatalities. Transportation incidents remain the most frequent type of fatal event in 2021 with 1,982 fatal injuries. So what are we looking for for worker characteristics? (sighs) Good. <sighs> Black or African American workers, as well as Hispanic or Latino workers, had a fatality rates that were higher than all of the other workers' rates so three point six per one hundred thousand. Transportation incidents were the highest cause of fatalities in both these groups. The second highest uh, cause of fatalities to Black or African American workers were injuries due to violence and other injuries by person or animals, and Whereas Hispanic and Latino workers, was falls, slips, and trips. Almost a quarter of black and African-American. Again, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, not Jimmy Posel. Almost a quarter of black or African-American workplaces' fatalities are a result of violence and other injuries by persons or animals, as opposed to 14.7% for all workers. Women made up 86 of all workplace fatalities, but was represented 14.5% of intentional injuries by person in 2021. In 2021, workers between ages of 45 and 54 suffered one-fifth, over one-fifth of workplace fatalities, which is a 13.9% increase from 2020. Despite ex- a fatal event or exposure, Bah, bah, bah. Transportation incidents are still down six point six percent from twenty nineteen fatalities due to violence uh, down right uh, are increase going on and on. All right, let's talk about occupations. There was a sixteen point three right. What we're looking at is. Transportation incidents were number one, falls, slips and trips, violence, close number three, contact with objects, uh, number four. Uh, I'm sorry, they don't have this in order here. Exposure to harmful substances was number three. Violence was number four. So how many people were exposed to hazardous substances? Let me see here. No, I know everybody hates dead air. So basically there was about about 800 deaths from the exposure on harmful substances or environments. I think that's no one can handle that. Probably has come on that. Uh, yeah, that's what we're looking at here. So, that's what's going on there. So, what what does all this mean? Right? couple of things. If you're a safety professional, is this one of your... Uh, is this one of your... Uh, is this one of your... Areas right, are you working in transportation? Are you working in areas where you're exposed to slips, strips, and falls or violence or anything like that? We've placed all this emphasis on slips, drifts, and falls, right? But exposure to harmful substances and environments and violence are a close set, uh, no third and fourth behind that, and contact with objects and equipment they're in there so. What what does this come down to? We have all this emphasis on slips, drifts, and falls, but there's a lot of other stuff going on here that we should be concentrating on. That's what I got out of here. Bring this over to your management. Okay, if you're giving an outreach training class, you're supposed to go into statistics. These are updated statistics. People are always bitching to me about Wow, the first hour of the OSHA class, outreach class, is a bitch, Jim, because I can't find material. Well, guess what? Here's your material, right? Back when it used to be two hours, I used to grab stuff like this. I talked for two hours, kept everybody engaged. This is why it's important what we're doing here prevent injuries. Well, guess what? Biggest problem we have, you're out on a construction site, slips, drifts, and falls. Right? How about workplace violence? That happens also out there. What, what's your What's your uh, organization doing about it? Incredible, uh, you know. And you could also go and let people know what. Uh, no, let people know where they can go to get further information on this, and that's how we're going to fight that safety war is with information. so what else is going on out there we're seeing a lot of stuff now what what do we have planned for next year we're putting together schedules for training for conferences we're going to be at and uh where we want to take this so if you're interested in sponsoring a program Let us know. Contact us at Jim at safetywards.com or drop us a line at 845-269-5772. Not today. Not tonight. Right? I left the phone at the job site. Oops. That happens. Haven't done that in many years. what do you plan on doing? Drop me a line here. I want to know what kind of programs you folks want to hear about. What do you want me to comment on? What do you want me to rant on? You know? And everything else that are going out there. So very interesting, uh, very interesting uh, time we're living in here. I'm very excited for the future because I want to find out how everything is, uh, what's going to happen in the next... Uh, uh, next year, next coming years is very exciting. Maybe it's not the excitement we like, but it's exciting, right? With this. A couple of things uh, here, and then we're going to wrap it all up and everything. Uh, let's see, how many minutes do I have left here? Okay, we got uh, five minutes, 40 seconds left in the program. I could do this. Ring doorbell, swatting, and live stream scheme leads to charges for pair from Wisconsin, North Carolina. So the surveillance state here. So uh, here we have... Two men have been charged with illegally gaining access to ring home security cameras and a series of swatting schemes to uh, live stream the police response to the bogus emergencies. All right. Swatting is a form of retaliation in which someone makes a false report to police to send first responding responders including SWAT teams to someone's address. This is nothing new at all. Nothing new at all. uh, I remember uh, there was a woman, uh, one of my parents' neighbors was doing this to another neighbor. Right. And eventually she was caught doing this. And to say that she got into a little bit of trouble would be the understatement of the year. uh, with this? The other thing is this, there was a report out of New York about an attorney who was refused entrance into a concert venue or a concert venue because her firm, she wasn't involved in the case. Her firm was involved with suing the venue. Again, facial recognition technology identified her. I think it's pretty scary that the a private industry, a company would go and look you up. Right with your facial recognition stuff, entering into a database, putting it through a database, applying it to the equipment to identify and prevent you from entering in to a public venue, a place of a public accommodation. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty scary there. That's the surveillance state we're living in here. And I don't know if we're... Going in a good direction. I pretty much tell everybody when I do safety training is that assume because we have smartphone cameras, assume you're on camera at all times. Right. Make uh, when you're out in public. And now this shows that even in a house, because people are able to lock, uh, hack these cameras and hack uh, nanny cams and everything else on the house and baby cameras, you. Uh, are able to really see what's going on and everything else. So I would imagine you try to change your password regularly. Uh, No, look at, uh, see if there's anyone, uh, uh, anyone uh, uh, out there, right? right, uh, Suspicious who might be doing this. Uh, Again, the government's been doing a lot of this also. Yeah, here's the story here. I was caught off guard. This is about the woman going into a public venue. I'm a Girl Scout mom who got kicked out of a show because of my job. She came to see a world famous show, but got kicked out of it instead. This woman was chaperoning her nine-year-old daughter's Girl Scout troop to see a very world-famous show, and she was flagged by the event's face, facial recognition system, refused entry despite holding a ticket. Well, later, the New Jersey-based attorney on the naughty entry list, her job. They said my firm was on the attorney exclusion list. Holy crap. Right, And escorted me out. Again. Very dangerous technology here, right? In the future, and we've already seen this on social media with a social credit score. So that safety word is going to be very, right, misapplication of technology. We're seeing that with Twitter now, with the FBI. There's reports that the FBI was in league with Twitter, and actually was money was exchanged hands here. So uh, interesting times, interesting times, interesting times. And... That's all we got tonight, guys. We'll see you tomorrow on Safety Wars.